Welcome to the Prepped and Polished Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to take control of your education. Featuring weekly interviews with influencers in the world of education, as well as tutoring tips, lessons, and updates. And now, here's your host, Alexis Avila. Hi, everyone. This is Alexis Avila of Prepped and Polished, tutoring and test prep firm that provides in-person and online tutoring for college entrance and grad school tests, private school tests, academic subject tutoring such as math, science, English, language, and study skills coaching. For more information, please check out preppedandpolished.com and get to know the Prepped and Polished community by finding us on Facebook by searching Prepped and Polished, Twitter, you can go to at Prepped Polished, and Instagram, Prepped and Polished 1. To our listeners, you can submit a question at any time to radio at preppedandpolished.com. I love hearing from you. Our interview series starts right now with episode 50 with college expert for students with learning challenges, Linda Katz. And I welcome you to the Prepped and Polished podcast where we interview amazing and inspiring guests in the world of education, as well as offer tutoring and test prep tip episodes, uh, lessons, updates, as well as our Celebs Giving Back series, which focuses on celebrities who give back to the world in a positive way. Joining our show today is Linda Katz. Linda Katz is the founder and principal of Right Fit College Coaching, a Hopkinton, Massachusetts educational consulting firm that helps high school students prepare for and find the right fit for college. Linda specializes in helping students with learning differences, ADHD. Linda has spent the past 30 years working with children and teens, having worked as both a licensed occupational therapist and peer mediation trainer in schools. Linda has a Bachelor's of Health Science degree from the University of Florida and has completed a certificate program in independent educational consulting from the University of California. She serves on Hopkinton's high school council and is a member of two national educational consulting associations. On this episode, Linda talks about some of the various learning disabilities she works with how she's able to guide this population of students through the app college application process, and even share some valuable college application resources for students with learning challenges. Hi, Linda. Thanks for coming on the Prepped and Polished podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great, Alexis. Thanks for having me. Can you focus on uh, a couple of pivotal moments that brings you to us today as an expert for preparing students with learning challenges for the college application process? Sure. Um, my background is that I was an occupational therapist for about 20 years and work with um, young adults in many different capacities, both um, some students with learning differences, with um, kids on the spectrum, with sensory disorders, with substance abuse, all kinds of um, areas where, where students were challenged. And um, so that uh, led me to also, I was trained as a mediator and spent about 10 years also working with students in high school, um, learning to be peer mediators. And that's when I, it really hit home that I, I did enjoy very much working with the high school age students. Um, and then uh, started getting into the college years of uh, my own children and uh, kind of it all came together and I um, did a certificate uh, program with University of California on college counseling and 
put all my background together and have uh, been working as an independent educational consultant for the last five years and specifically helping high school students, you know, find the right fit for college. And I, I do specialize in working with kids with learning differences. Awesome. Thank you. How is prepping a student with a learning challenge for the college application process a little different than, say, working with a student without a learning challenge? Well, I think one thing is that I encourage families and students to, you know, maybe just get started in the process a little bit earlier um, so that there's not a rush and that it can be a thoughtful process and to try to keep stress to a minimum. Um, And also certainly working with students, you know, one thing early, and this is something that, you know, really uh, you would be knowing all about also with your business is um, helping students realize that if they receive any accommodations in school, such as extended time for testing or testing in a quiet place, um, that they certainly want to apply early for those accommodations for either the SAT or ACT because um, it is a process to go through and sometimes families even need to then uh, appeal if they didn't get the accommodations on the first go-round. So that's that's one thing is just, you know, kind of starting a bit earlier. And then uh, another big area is, of course, looking to help students find schools to apply to that are going to have the right level of support they need once they get to campus. Perfect. And can you just describe a little bit about your consulting business right college fit and just describe some of the some of the services that you you offer sure well as i said i i work with students i i do um almost exclusively work with students with with learning differences and then sometimes siblings uh, um or you know may come to me also but in general um that's the population and so um i mostly work with students sometimes it's, it can be a consult in a freshman or sophomore year um, but then generally students, even if they start with me in a sophomore year, may and I will work with them on a comprehensive program all the way through, you know, their summer before leaving for college or whatever program they might be getting involved in after high school. And then, you know, staying in touch with them and their parents, at least in that freshman first semester to make things, make sure things are going well. So it's a, you know, kind of soup to nuts where we cover certainly all the things that come up uh, to make the most of their time in high school, including, you know, helping with as they choose their courses and figure out, you know, directing them to some options for test prep um, and seeing if their testing is up to date, whether it be outside of school neuropsych eval or their school psychoed report, you know, looking if they're on an IEP or ed program at their school you know, is that appropriate? Are they getting too much support so they're not going to be ready for college and independent enough? Are they not getting enough support? You know, are they um, being an occupational therapist and, you know, able to read through the, the testing reports and the IEP and pick up things that, you know, might need a second look or um, another opinion on, on what's happening. So, you know, getting all that going while they're in high school, helping students to learn how to advocate for themselves better, to doing some exploration of their interests for possible future careers and um, areas where they might want to major in in college so that they, you know, choose a college that, that at least has that area of interest. Um, all those things, you know, while they're still in high school. And then, of course, getting into helping students, you know, develop a, an appropriate college list to explore. Um, that's going to be a right fit for them, you know, certainly academically, the right amount of rigor, but a place where they can 
you know, not be too stressed, just challenged, but able to handle it, and then the right fit socially, the right fit financially for the family, so we get into all of that, um, helping students make the most of their college visits, um, wow. potentially practicing interviews, you know, So we, and, then, and then the whole application process of essays and applications and all that. So um, that's the whole comprehensive program, which I guess most of my students work with me in, and some families will just ask for... Um, you know, help with developing a college list sure. but don't need the help on the rest of it. Gotcha. And I, th- I find that really helpful that you also help students with the transition into college as well and, and, and maybe work with them as freshmen in college because that could be a really daunting period too. Right. And I don't actually do any hands-on work per se freshman year, um, but I'm in touch with them to see if any if there are any red flags, if anything's going on, and making sure that they are using the services at the school, which we you know carefully <laughs> picked out to make sure that they were going to have the right services. It's important for students and families to know that a big difference in college is that um, no one's going to be coming to the student as sort of a you know teen as it was in high school to say, okay, here's your services, you know here we are. The right. student is going to have to initiate those services, and I encourage families and the students to make sure they're all registered and signed up for everything in the summer before. But then once they're on campus, the student actually has to show up and go to services. No one's going to be chasing them. Um, so that's Absolutely. something that I really work with students you know, throughout the years of high school and understanding how important that is in advocating for themselves. And that it's no big deal in college to go get help for these various things and tutoring and, you know, workshops and um, anything to help with executive functioning. And all of this is stuff that happens all the time in colleges, and it's not a big deal. And that students just need to accept that, yep, they're going to be doing that, and that's how they'll be successful in college. Are there any students that uh, you you don't work with? Uh... Sure. Well, as I said, um, if someone comes to me and they really don't have any um, you know, learning challenges that they're they're working with. I often might refer them out. You okay. know, I, just, um, I also, if you know, somebody's main thing is that they're you know an athlete or some other specialty again, but they don't have. I would work with an athlete who also had some learning challenges, but and I also do not really work with students whose main um, you know concern that they're working with is mental health and that they're really needing more of a therapeutic placement. Sure. Um, that's just not my specialty, and so I would um, refer someone out in that case. And what are some of the more common learning challenges that come through your door, and what are some of the not-so-common ones that you, that you work with? Okay. Um, so more common certainly are students with ADHD, um, with um, processing disorders, um, certainly uh, dyslexia students on the spectrum, um, typically, you know, it would be either high-functioning autism or Asperger's student. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't have as many students. I've had some that have just purely physical um, disabilities that they're feeling like they're going to need some help with um, in finding the right college from, from that degree. But that, you know, certainly something that I'm comfortable with also. Um, so that, you know, for the most part, you know, a lot of both language-based and then, you know, also nonverbal learning disabilities. And, you know, and sometimes it's, you know, along with these, there certainly are many students who have some degree of depression or anxiety that go along with all this. Um, and it's just more that um, 
that is, you know, they're functional and they're feeling like they'll they'll be able to move on and, and live independently, either go to a college setting or I have some students that we we're not sure if they're not sure if college is going to be the right thing and I help them explore that and where they may end up, you know, deciding on either doing a gap year to do some internships or some exploring or some work. Um, and in that case, we still encourage the student to go through the college process, application process, and be accepted somewhere and decide on a college and then defer for a year to do the gap year. Um, and there are other students who it makes more sense and they're going to end up doing uh, some sort of certificate program or, um, you know, figuring out about going right to work or maybe community college. Or, you know, not everyone, it's going to make sense for everyone to go to a four-year college. Are there any things that you've learned recently with your recent work and experience in the field that maybe you didn't know when you first got into it? Oh, I'm sure there are lots of things. I know that's a tough one, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like... Um, let's see. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of options today for students. I mean, oh, definitely. There are, there are a lot of options for, you know, as I said, you know, not everyone really needs to or is it appropriate for it to go to a four-year college and you know there can okay. be even some associates degrees that um that are quite you know i was helping students research like let's say even a occupational therapy assistant um which is a two-year degree and students come out and just if you're just looking at salary alone it can be in the 50 to 60 thousand dollar range which wow. is, can be a lot more than some four-year degrees where students <laughs> are coming out to um, you know, so there's, you know, there's a lot of options out there for students, and I think it just, it does make sense to just, you know, keep an open mind about what, what does make sense. And, um, you know, I guess I, I, one thing that, that uh, comes up a lot is that parents will have a preconceived notion of certain schools and that they sort of had envisioned for their student. And um, forgetting how much I'd have to remind people that schools are not the same as they were 20 or 25 years ago. Um, okay. And so places that they think of, you know, whether it be a UMass or a Northeastern or even Tufts, you know, that um, the parents think they know sort of what academic level that was and that they think their child would be very appropriate there. Um, it's not really the case anymore. You know, schools have changed a lot. Many schools have gotten a lot more academically selective. And um, so there's often a process on trying to help families understand that let's just start from the beginning and, and uh, look at what type of college characteristics would be the best fit for your child, you know, big versus small and what size classes and what type of support. And, um, and then, of course, the students interest level and majors and all that, of course, come into it, too. But um, there's almost always um, some preconceived notions that we have to kind of talk about and make sure that everyone's on the same page. Wow, that's really helpful. What, 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 what's the most rewarding part of your work? Well, certainly I find that when I'm working with students who've had some challenges, you know, it's really rewarding to help them see that there is going to be a place for them. You know, that there's, you know, definitely giving an academic fit and a place where they feel comfortable socially and that we can, you know, work through this together. And there's just a sense of relief that students feel and also that parents feel. Um, I think there's a lot of anxiety when you've had, uh, you know, your child has had learning challenges and, and college is sort of that ultimate goal of the whole 
education piece. And so there's been a lot of anxiety around it and just helping each family and each student see that, you know, we can make this work and we can find a place. If, if it's appropriate for you to go to college, we can find an appropriate place for you to go to college where you can be successful. Um, and that's just, it's really nice feeling the relief from kids and their parents about that as we discuss it more and realize that they've, you know, they're, they're it's going to work out and we're going to be able to figure this out and, and kids do find the right place to to go to school. And, you know, that's not saying that every kid does because there are plenty of people out there, you know, graduation rates are are not great. I just recently um, looked again at the updated statistics, about 59% of students who started college graduate from that same college they started at. Um, and that's in six years. Wow. Um, now, that doesn't take into account there is some percentage of those students who um, go to transfer to another school and it doesn't take those kids into account. Um, but so in general, there's certainly, it's not to be taken lightly, this, that you're going to get to college and you're going to graduate, but that's what we work really hard on is finding, you know, the right place so that students will get somewhere where they are not over their heads academically and it's a good fit socially and that they can, you know, make it work financially, um, because it is an, it is important to get them to the right place so that they can graduate. As I say, um, one of the things I like to say, it's not just where you can get in, it's where you can get out. (laughs) Being successful at college is really important. Absolutely. Can you share a few resources that come to your mind for students um, applying to college, uh, students with learning challenges? Sure. Well, there's certainly um, a few books. I'm just going to look over here at my bookshelf here. Oh, nice. um, That that students could, you know, which really talk about, you know, their, their... sort of extensive manuals for students that have national, you know, schools across the nation. So it can get a little bit overwhelming, but um, one of them is is by Peterson's, and it's Colleges for Students with Learning Disabilities or ADHD. Oh, great. Um, So that's one of them. I'll just look at another resource here. Um, And certainly, you know, students should go ahead and use the the different sites for... um, you know, college searches. There's so much you can do online today that, you know, is, is really wonderful. So there's various um, search sites such as, you know, um, if students use Naviance at their public schools or at their schools in general, um, there's a search site on Naviance. There's also one through College Board called Big Future is their search site. Oh, great. Um, and then the government has one called College Navigator. So those are all really good... Um, search sites, and I have one more book I can mention, too. Um, so this one's a, an actual physical book called <laughs> K, K&W Guide to Colleges for Students with Learning Disabilities or ADHD. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Great. So those are all, yeah. That, that would keep everybody busy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, certainly, folks can uh, send me an email, uh, Linda at rightfitcollegecoaching.com, or also that's my um, website also is rightfitcollegecoaching.com. And so on there, I, I would mention that there's a um, place to sign up on the front page of my website. I send out a free monthly newsletter, which just has uh, advice for folks, you know, mostly written towards parents. Um, to help with, you know, what they might want to think, be thinking about as their kids are in high school and going through the college process. So everyone's welcome to sign up for that. And um, things, the newsletters arrive about once a month. 
I signed up for it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Linda, to any teens uh, listening to the podcast, uh, any, any advice before they cross that bridge into young adulthood? Well, just to, I think, as far as the college process, to go ahead and start on the early side. You know, junior year is very busy, and certainly um, getting a plan for, for test prep is they working with, you know, someone like yourself. So to get that plan down and go through with it, um, and so that junior year they're going to get that taken care of. And then really the biggest thing is trying to stay on top of their classes at school. Um, colleges really do care about both grades and the level of rigor in their classes. So, you know, when students have a choice, try to take the most rigorous class that they can handle. Oh, wow. um, but that's without without going over their head, you know, so that they're going to be, you know, too stressed or not able to do reasonably well in that class. Um, but colleges would, would like to see them challenge themselves. And, and as high school goes on, you know, each year add a little bit more rigor in their academic courses. Nice. Well, Linda, thanks for joining us on the Prepped and Polished podcast. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Alexis. Take care. And this wraps up our show today with Linda Katz. To learn about Linda's amazing work with students with learning challenges, please visit her website, www.rightfitcoaching.com. And while you're there, sign up for her, sign up for her informative newsletter. Thank you for joining us on the Prepped and Polished podcast. For more information, please check out preppedandpolished.com and check out our complimentary SAT ebook. You can access that by going to www.freesatebook.com. Now go out there and take control of your education. You've been listening to the Prepped and Polished podcast. For more information, check out preppedandpolished.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Class dismissed.